Boom. WNBC. Fuck it. We'll do it live. WNBC. What the fuck is up? Adam Taylor Barker. Who we just got off uh, Nate's re-entry podcast with. Yeah, check out our buddy Nate Davis's podcast, Re-Entry, where he is trying to re-enter the racket of screenwriting, and he's interviewing all kinds of awesome people and us. And people, yeah, read scripts, give notes. Yeah, taking live notes. Which I'm normally not one of, but in this case. The script is pretty <laughs> fucking good. Ball. So it was. It was more like yeah, just a, a brainstorming pleasure. session on a few things he could work yep. out, you know. Yeah. Which is refreshing. But we're here with Adam, produced screenwriter, just wrapped on your film, Wash Me in the River, right? Congratulations, man. Cheers this is to right. that. Dude, Thank Robert you, De Niro, John Malkovich. Uh, who ended up being the lead in it? Uh, J- uh, Jack Houston. Right. I thought it was Huston, but it's actually. But you went through points where you had Machine Gun Kelly and uh, Taylor Kitsch and all this, you know. Yeah, man. Um, it was pretty weird. Ride. Sorry, I'm like, I'm like walking around here because my, my daughter just woke up. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to go to our garage. Do what you got to do, man. Give me a little yeah, tour. Man. I yeah. got to dig it. Yeah. Beautiful Santa Barbara. <laughs> yeah. Living the screenwriter's life. That took like so much longer than I thought it would. So, uh, how long did it take overall? I'm less familiar than Jay with the the whole story. I'm not sorry. No, yeah, no, I'm at the the combo with uh, with uh, Nate. Oh, oh, just yeah, the one with Nate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all idea guys once you get us talking, sparking. Uh We can't shut us up, (laughs) right? You say something gets me thinking. Yeah, Mm -hmm. okay, so we're just hanging out here. Um, if my daughter sees me, she's gonna get upset. So I was like sitting outside. She can see me through the window. Right. Uh, I get notifications on my phone when she wakes up from her nap. It's pretty cool. Crazy. Digital age. Uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. No, the movie. Yeah, just wrapped, which is awesome. Um, I think they shot for like a month uh, in Puerto Rico. Fuckers still owe you some loot, you say? <laughs> what, what was that? So the fuckers still owe you some loot, you say? They do. Yeah. It's the yeah. writer's life. I know, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you think you negotiate a contract and you think, well, you just adhere to the contract. But apparently if, if someone with a lot of money doesn't want to. Yeah, it's all about leverage. You got none. They don't have to. No one's going to like come and knock their door down and force them to do anything. You have to pay out of pocket to go to court to get them. So We've had the writers go to help us on this. <laughs> yeah, the yeah that would be. You threaten to blacklist them. That's what you got to do. Go to the guild. The guild yeah. will send a letter saying we will blacklist yeah, them. Yeah, no but the position I'm in is, is this is a company that already is on their shit list so oh so they don't give a fuck give that's a hilarious fuck. Yeah. you know what's fucked up it's like being on there's a lot of yeah. companies on their list that do the same bullshit and don't get yeah. the movie made with de niro and shit in it so props to this shitty company that's not exactly the yeah. it's of the hard WGA. to complain yeah. pull it together it, it is hard to complain it's nice to have a, a, a pandemic produced movie i mean for sure yeah. especially with legends in it i mean christ yeah yeah, so I mean, I, all, all things considered, I'm pretty happy with it, you know. Have you thought about, because I know you don't fuck around, you're kind of like us, have you thought about going to like kneecap somebody and get your money and shit? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the what the thing I wanted to say was like, do you know who wrote the fucking movie that you right. made that's about someone like seeking revenge and like blowing kneecaps? Part of the reason we made Cactus Jack is so no one will try and fuck with us. Like, you want to fuck with right. the guys who made this? Exactly. Right. I know, yeah. We've Roll had people days. say that about our other scripts too. Like, yeah, we don't want to get on your bad side, man. We read the Revenger. So they made us and realized right. we were fat yep. stoners and shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. The reason you wrote about it is because you wouldn't do exactly. it. Exactly. It's really, a, yeah. We're writing about what our dad was, but he left us, so we grew we're up pussies it. raised See, by that's women. Funny. Uh, yeah, I was writing about my uncle. Yeah, so it was exactly. it was uh, yeah. uh, similar. Yeah. Go find some uncles to go get your money. Anyway, we're here to talk about... If he was still around, man, I swear to God, yeah, yeah, I could tell him and he'd be out here in three days. um, I mean, considering you wrote a passion piece, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is your favorite movie we're here to talk about, Blue Ruin. I think there will be some overlap. We'll probably get back into your film more and shit, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... uh, Yeah, if you ask me, like, why that's my favorite... Like, it's probably not my favorite movie Mm -hmm. in a vacuum, but it's 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 the background to it that makes it my favorite movie. Like the the fact that I mean, number one, the genre. Number two, the way they bootstrapped it. Crowd you know, the way that they yeah felt like they were up against the wall, about to be out of the industry, and just made uh, yeah, a project read, the way that you guys did. 
I read um, they were like they're they, a had smart. <laughs> they had families and they felt like they couldn't keep making movies with their you know their life situation yeah. and I saw they had made a murder party prior yeah. to that have you seen I, that I haven't seen that yeah I watched that trailer the other day <laughs> it looks insane we gotta make yeah. that one of our picks for cinephiliac yes yeah uh, but they had it. made that together and then they were like you know all right we're gonna make one more movie and see what happens you know before yeah. we just like give up and they story. put it all in the line i mean i think they maxed out their credit cards and like yeah. um dipped into their savings and everything so um, which is a great story it's always i mean there is a great story trail yeah. of tears Cinderella story. On death march of people who have done that yes <laughs> yeah there's and you're not Norman talking Nietzsche. about them oh and yeah there's, there's an the alternate Robert reality Townsend's and the you know jeremy Saulniers yeah. and making blairs that did it but there's other realities in which that didn't work out and they're yeah. now divorced they had and the, homeless. Right, and shit. exactly. <laughs> right. They had the goods. It's sort of like bands, you know, like the vast majority yeah. of them going nowhere or whatever. But that's but, all uh, it these takes guys had right. the actual goods, man. That they, they Yeah, I mean they bet on themselves because they believe in themselves, you know. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Um, there's a fine line between like stupidity and, and genius. Right? And delusion so, and delusion. pragmatism, you know what I mean? Or knowing that you have a legitimate shot if you can pull this one thing off. Yeah, and there's a lot of people yes. that don't, they don't have the capability of really knowing if they are good enough or they just delusionally believe it, right? I'm so, still not sure about myself on that. <laughs> yeah, and how you can't know, right? <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> you can't uh, really right. know well, until you validated. You know? Then there's the Tommy Wiseau side of it. Now, he just right. threw a bunch of money at it, but still. Right. To... still worked out in a different way yeah i have yeah. an appreciation for cheesy you know bad like quote unquote bad stuff and everything so well like yeah, the disaster artist well. isn't even a celebration of that so much as making a fucking movie conjuring right. a movie in the yes. reality from nothing from your own head mm-hmm. whether it sucks or not that alone That's is what american a badge movie of honor. is about right and, and the fact i mean the guy's a character in and of himself so that works out to be able to make a movie about the guy that made a movie so, yeah. yeah i mean i think the result really ends up really not mattering in the end the way it was received you know it was just that process of making a movie that's true now blue ruin came out in what 2013 you had probably hit the blacklist maybe a year or two before that or something right that, that you... year actually that yeah, yeah that year of 2013 actually yeah so that really um, spoke to you i'm sure that man i don't even know if i watched it that year or not i don't remember the year i, I watched yeah. it but definitely um i mean just that not... was you know the script I, that i broke in writing was uh, essentially a revenge pseudo survival thriller do you remember the low dweller yeah that was huge for us that was the script for us that was like you can write this poetic dark southern fried neo-noir type shit and even you know in retrospect with dicaprio attached for a minute and shit sell it for a million bucks um we ended up signing with asola because he had wrapped that script and everything like right on the heels of its success we were like yes we're we're golden yeah and that so was like the that. end of it too i mean that I was the end it was yeah, like the end exactly. of yeah those kinds of scripts. as usual just missed got bamboozled. Yeah. and for people who don't know the low dweller was a script written by brad inglesby that then languished for years dicaprio was attached sold for a million bucks it languished yeah. for years dicaprio jumped off people jumped on and off brad or uh, what's his name cooper scott cooper scott cooper got a hold yeah. of it rewrote the shit out of it and turned it into out of the to, furnace. It, to the point of like there's probably the only words that are the same in those are are the the words of like the and a and and i don't understand why <laughs> the low dweller had you know, to die for out of the furnace that's what i don't right. get yeah exactly. at the time i was like so mad about it i was like so this fucking script that everybody yes. loves that never gets to exist ever yeah. you know in history that can't exist unless Which they buy crazy. it now, you know, they yeah buy it back, I mean, right so. if i was english i'd try and buy that shit back and direct it myself fuck it yeah man right it is a novel probably like in bad like really bad lighting probably in here but no, uh, it's fine dude you still look okay. 10 times but better you know, than hey, but, thor looking motherfucker i think i think you said it right like fuck it we're doing it live like literally I, right. I didn't plan exactly. it. i told my wife before we did the last one i was like there, there's nothing it's a good script it'll take 45 minutes yeah yeah and then we'll do this one that'll be an hour it'll be like an hour 45 minutes, she's like so. you sons of bitches well we're on the <laughs> clock so this has a buzzer fortuitously yeah that was yeah. partly why we chose it because we would go for fucking five hours sometimes and that is that is better <laughs> man because yeah. yeah the last one actually yeah, it went over didn't it so oh yeah it went past our buzzer yeah. at the hour right. mark which was hilarious <laughs> we pranked them with our buzzer for those who don't know um <laughs> Now, so, you guys, you and Alex, right? Or Felix? Yeah. I don't know what he goes by exactly. Alex but, uh, uh, Bendanya or Alex Felix or Alex yeah, Alex Felix, Felix another Bendanya. blacklist writer, I think. Right, another. Both of you guys year. teamed up, and yeah, you made year. a short film, which is a proof of concept yeah. for a feature. 
So I know you got directing chops because I remember watching that and like this shit tonally, just everything's on point. You guys can make yeah. a movie. One of the things Jeremy Saulnier, however you say his name, one of the things he had going for him was making Blair to have that actor already. Yeah. We had our Michael Gall say what you want about yeah. our movie. We knew we had a sick actor that we could do something with. That's half the battle. Yeah, that's a good point. If you're going to max yeah. your credit cards. You got to find that fucking actor, dude, or yeah. be that actor like a Shane Carruth or yeah. whatever. You know? That was one reason I, I picked the movie too, was um, like the background of watch me in the river was, you know, I wrote that to, to just make it. Yes, um, and like exactly. the first page was like literally this, uh, it was going to be me. I was just going to make it. And I was just going to act in it and just say, fuck it. You know, it's going to be like, you know, whatever I could scrap together, like 20 grand or which I think is what you guys did. About and then like, use, man, yeah. And, and I had just locations in there that I knew about. So like bars, mm-hmm. um, you know, different houses that I thought like matched, um, like a farmhouse. And then, uh, the very first page was like the character riding a dirt bike past a golf, a putt putt golf course, which has been in my hometown for like 20 years and has been like dilapidated. So it looks like a place that's like been abandoned. It looks like a city Mm -hmm. that's been abandoned, but it's not. And that somehow um, that, that stuck in the screenplay even now. So like I even saw like on Instagram, they went and found a place that looked like that, which is funny. Hmm. As sick as it is that you got De Niro and Malkovich and all these fucking amazing people involved to make your movie. I want to see the version you would make yourself more. I know. Yeah. You know, cause it ended up, it's kind of like, um, the low dweller in a way, like it ended, I think it'll end up being something completely different, like that I didn't intend for it to be whatsoever. I mean, I love that they cast De Niro. Malkovich is casting a character that I didn't write. Like I didn't even, Hmm. I didn't even write that character. So it was really weird. Like, um, I stalked like everybody on Instagram, like I mean, otherwise, like I'm not involved at all but I'm seeing like De Niro read lines and walk around in like the outfit that I essentially I created. But then I see Malkovich saying lines. I'm like, that's trippy. Cause he, he Crazy. to me, it's like, it's, it's a disconnect. Man, those lines De Niro are saying are way better than that Malkovich. <laughs> they should have brought in a guy to rewrite that dialogue. Yeah. What's up? I mean, honestly, yeah, that probably will be in the end. I, I didn't write those lines. I wrote the, the lines for De Niro. You're a bad motherfucker, dude. We've always yeah. talked like out of all the dudes, like if we could staff up Revenger, if we had got it yeah. going or something like that ourselves, you'd be one of the first names we would throw out for sure. As far as I appreciate it, man, I feel the same about you guys. Like the I think um, I've actually uh, stolen something from you, which is uh, formatting, <laughs> stylistic. The 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 M dash thing. I don't know if that's mm. what you call it. It's M-dash, like it's not yeah, the yeah. double, but like you press it twice, it becomes a line. Yeah. Whatever the mm-hmm. fuck that's called. I love M-dash, that. Yeah, yeah, is that what it is? Least, yeah. I yeah. I remember reading. I think it was the Revenger, but seeing that essentially in, in the place of like the. The, the two yeah, uh, exactly. dashes it was like this mm-hmm. one and visually i loved it so i took that yeah and i just like some more literary day. yeah that, yeah those yeah. stylistic choices even just on the formatting do you have yeah there, there is I part think of the art of it, the craft of it you know yeah. i've actually had a director on uh on on a blacklist script that i wrote um he i did like a draft for him or whatever and at that point he wanted to go in and do his own thing so i gave it to him and then he so said to me for my my opinion, and he literally went through and chased every one of those back to the the, the dash dash <laughs> Hilarious. i was like what what is that accomplish? it takes time to do that you know? it just bugged me and that is the one thing a lot yeah. of writers tell you don't do it because it could turn yeah, someone off and you don't want to turn it on but i don't give a fuck we do yeah i don't give a fuck if that's enough to bump you fuck you yeah, exactly yeah. i want a big business <laughs> with you fuck exactly right. and i ended up taking the back back from him i, I like the guy did but- you put them all back in I don't. <laughs> I, oh, I can't use the draft that he did anyway. Like legally, I can't use it, so I went back. Perfect. perfect. Yeah. So. So I wiped my ass with his draft, and then went back to mine. <laughs> Where do you stand I, on I double like spaces them. between sentences? I don't do them. Yeah, I don't like them. They bother me. I don't. They don't bother me for whatever uh, reason. I I guess they bother me in the sense of like I try so hard to fit things. Yeah. Like, like visually on a page, I will try to like. It just looks weird make it me. look yeah and and for you to just like use spaces for nothing right so that does like a jeet kundo guy uh, yeah like do away with all the superfluous that's a vestigial yeah. from a time of typesetting right. and shit yeah right no exactly. movements yeah. wasted yeah so yeah What's the point? it flows better with that one space anyway blue ruin <laughs> what a- <laughs> yeah, we barely talk about the movies half the time which again i don't know how much there's to say yeah, yeah i mean matter. i think i told I jason thoughts, i was like but... i could maybe talk for five to ten minutes yeah you know what pissed me off I went to watch it earlier this week. It was on Netflix. 
Yeah, the that last happened to night, me too. It was I gone. Yeah, yeah I was halfway yeah. through. The next day, I was like, no "What way. the fuck?" I've had to watch it on Tubi with commercials. Well, so so this proves that I love it. I have it on I iTunes. It. I bought it like years yes. ago. I got I, and so I sat down and watched it again on my um, okay. on my new iMac. Nice. One thing that good about selling a script. I think I bought my new yep. iMac when we got that Zac Efron gig or something. No, Incorruptibles, yeah. that TV okay. show pitch we saw. Um, yeah. There's so many things I want to just end up talking about writing, I guess, with you. Because like I said, you're one of the few writers <laughs> whose shit I really respect. <laughs> like, yeah. do you, here's just a writing question. And I've kind of, I was looking back through some of our old scripts because we haven't written a script in ages, to be honest. Um, to, with the pandemic shit, I got my kid home every day. Fucking, you know, it's just. It's I know, man, I don't read much either. Well, I haven't even written. We're uh, oh, written. No, I haven't written shit in forever. We were finishing Jack, et cetera. So I was looking back through some of our older stuff. And we use a lot of onomatopoeia. Do you use that? Do you use uh, sounds? Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, like comic book, you know, room when the motorcycle goes by. I do, yeah. And sometimes I, I'm not really sure about it, and and I'll even sit there like making the sound, like brr, brr, like what is yeah. that? Yeah. What is that? You know, I used to do that with drawing. BTR, BTR, BTR. Yeah, right. And then I'll even um, like I'll look at. Uh, sometimes I will go look at scripts. Like, what's a script that I read where I remember? that they did something like this and I go find it and look at it and, I, and I'll try to find a section, like, where's the page? What did they do? Um, if I like it, but also sometimes I'll, I'll try to go look and figure out like, well, what they do? So I don't do that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so if they like, if it's like a AK 47 or something like that. Right. And they always write like Bert, you know, B, yeah, B with a lot of R's or T, yeah, yeah, or Brat or something. Yeah. You know? But I'm trying to think of some other way to do that. But yeah. Well, so. Most of the writing I've been doing outside of the stuff that Jay and I have been doing with, you know, the TV show pitch and, and things like that, but just, you know, on, on my own has been prose. And you don't do that in prose, really. You know what I mean? You don't do like a room for well, a motorcycle. You know what I mean? Like you it's would. It's true. Uh, I never just, thought about that. You're selling yeah. image sound. Yeah. You're, you're, you're evoking a movie. Images. Yes. which is pictures and with the, yeah in a script yes yeah exactly yeah, but i mean it, i guess it that's feels why, right, right in a script to me but not else. Prose. there's nothing but else yes. that you can do to at the to, same to time something it started with just capitalizing the sound machine yeah. guns is capped or whatever and sometimes i wonder if that's mm -hmm. the way to go when i think tonally yeah, we do that a lot too that if you're writing a serious yeah. scene with suspense in it and you're throwing i'm, I'm on a monopoly and it starts to feel comic bookish, it kind of yeah. can fuck up tone right. a little bit I, what are you yeah man i get that because i don't i don't like it really right. like i don't like having to do it but i feel like i do have to do it for to some leap reason. off the page a little yeah, bit because yeah because it, it's not it's not an object that doesn't do anything like it's an object that makes a sound and makes an impact and i'm evoking like, a sound yeah, right. yeah. but so the it's sound not like is huge saying, in like, movies but yeah, it, like, but you know, with the script like, tone might be the most important thing of all so yeah, if you're using the sound true. to fuck your tone up it gets yeah. tricky it is it's yeah. a balancing act there's yeah uh, i mean for sure this is pure nerdy writing <laughs> craft talk and shit i don't know for people out there that want to hear about blue ruin or anything else um let me ask let's talk about genre a bit because this genre is our wheelhouse fundamentally yeah. we do love horror yeah. shit too but even our horror has always been elevated beyond and subverting tropes and shit you know Dude, it's always going to be like a horror slash thriller yeah, but right. well, slash noir. There's an element of horror to noir. There's an element of horror yeah. to yeah. heist crime films, essentially. You know, suspense uh, for sure. Yeah, just crime in general. It's horrific. Yeah. Just even I mean, just the fact people victimizing each yeah. other and plotting Horrifying. against each other and shit. It's horrific. You know, um, mm -hmm. philosophically. So, what is it? And like, what age did you find yourself falling in love with this genre as a kid? Were you reading Jim Thompson novels and shit or? I mean, Man, I mean, honestly, growing up, I I read like what was assigned to me in school. I mean, as a kid, I, I did I loved reading yeah. for sure. But then I got to a point where, like, at least culturally, you know, there were video games to be played, and there was no I was doubt. an athlete, so I was. Yeah, playing, you were a ball player, right? Yeah, and I was playing ball like every summer. My grandfather um, had a tobacco farm at the time. That's my uncle's now, but I you know worked there all the time. So I mean, I was fairly busy, but I mean. I definitely grew up reading books as a kid to the point where I was like really good in spelling bees. So I was a really good speller. Um, but I definitely, I just, I, I don't know, gravitated away from it at a point. Did and you find when you fell into the jock thing, being a ball player that reading is something you didn't want to lead with and shit. I don't know if it was culture. like a conscious, conscious thing, you know, but I think mm -hmm. you sort of, uh, you mirror the people around you in a way. Or at least I certainly do. I think I've always said, like, I'm a mimic, 
you know, of, of, right. of people and I mean, mean to be, <laughs> yeah. I become the people I hang around and, um, Community yeah, I mean, there just wasn't a lot of, I mean, nobody was reading books. I mean, did I you? did, you know, I got into college and then I had some friends who were actually like, I, you know, uh, into like selling drugs and, and, and mm. all that, but they like, at least one of them like read a whole lot. Yeah, he's like read. reading William Burroughs and Hubert yeah, Selby. We, and yeah, yeah, that drug does have a give me books and overlap yeah. in the Venn diagram there. Yeah. Drugs, yeah. bitches. Yeah. What position did you play when you played ball? Pretty much everything. It was um, mostly outfield because I was faster. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, third base because I was good arm, uh, like quick, quick twitch, and yeah, mm-hmm. good arm. And um, and then I played first base. Uh, my June, my senior year, yeah, my coach threw me into first base, which is something you have to know how to play. Like, oh, yeah. there's a first lot to it that's different from everything else. And I ended up almost breaking this my arm making. because I didn't know how to. Were like, you a lefty or a righty? A righty. Mm-hmm. So I'm catching, I'm catching with my left arm, and uh, someone threw. Oh, the can't remember. I guess the catcher threw a ball to me. There was a base runner. I put my my hand out. Like right into the ba- oh, base. Oh shit! Bat. Just got scrunched. It just went, and it went the wrong way, and I and I blacked out. And well, here's what I was getting at. Yeah. I think if you were a pitcher, <laughs> you could have been more apparent with a reading, like Barry Zito. You know these pitchers yeah. who uh, can cultivate an image of being Greg Maddox, the cerebral guy, the reader, etc. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but when you're yeah, just a sense. position player, sense. you're the reader. Yeah. People are like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Yeah, sorry, I'll just go on on tangents if you let me. Oh, jeez. That's what <laughs> like <laughs> like I said, who knows where this shit will be by the end of it. Um, well, you were talking about the diff- like horror slash thriller suspense and, you know, speaking on Blue Ruin. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. A um, lot of, uh, oh, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, in terms of books, you know, like I, I definitely got into Stephen King. Um, Stephen the Dean Coons, yeah, same. Like, it was the, the stuff that you could read King. quick, yeah, like yeah. in a day or two. Um, Our mom was a big Stephen King fan, so we, we, yeah. there were books oh, laying around, true. and we'd pick them up, and yeah, yeah, and then probably pretty obviously I got into Cormac McCarthy, and then that there was oh, yeah. pretty much like just no looking back opinion, once man. I picked up yes. the road. That's that DNA between us where we say Blood Meridian, yes, yeah, yeah, they uh, just the shit, and that's been a pretty common, I think, uh, theme in pretty much everything I, I write now mm-hmm. is is something Cormac Cormac McCarthy esque, you know? yeah, yeah, which is hard to describe by any term except that. Because it's yeah. kind of its own thing, you know, and yes, yeah. it's like you don't you're not trying to do exactly what he's doing, right? But you don't want to clone or yeah, like yeah, I don't even know you how to you be your own thing, it. but you're it's a yeah. huge influence. You there's know. Southern, you know, there's a southern gothic aspect to yes. it, you know, but um, very literary still that. though. Like a lot of it's just the, the way the language literary. itself, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah. And so you're a language geek like us. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely. I, like like you said the low dweller i mean that was something that that spoke to me i think the first time i read it i was like okay i can do this because that's what i like you know exactly. like you hadn't seen it you read i yeah. read scripts of even mm-hmm. like check out tarantino scripts or uh yeah. what's his name scott frank writing yeah. elmore leonard shit out of sight stuff like that that i love but it still didn't do that yeah it, i mean because literary that note it, for right us. there's that like the the expertise or the mastery of the craft is, is supposed to like eventually you're supposed to get there where it's just it's all um sparse and pared down right and and you're just you're just getting across everything you need to and there's nothing else wasted you know but that to me is just um i mean i don't love that you know that's not what i love about it you know and i feel like you're, you're missing an opportunity to evoke um other emotions i think in the in the in-between you know do you ever find yourself wanting to write prose instead where you can really indulge in the language because yeah. it's so lost in the script and all it comes across is this writer has a good voice but it's unfilmable a lot of times yeah and, shit, you know? and it's a yeah, finished I mean, product when you're done it's you don't require yeah i mean i had a script that was um i think i told nate about this but that was on um the uh the border it was a border thriller um set around like human trafficking drug trafficking and and all that anyway um, it had a, a Hispanic lead, which I think made it like really difficult for, I mean, I don't think, I mean, I was even told like, you know, it's great, but this just it's not it limit, it limits it. <laughs> well, no, actually, no, right, but you know, it's limited That's where my mind went to. There was a big controversy. Was that American yeah. dirt or something like that? That whole controversy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a, well, there was just so, now there was that, uh, Wow, what a David Ayer movie with uh, Shia LaBeouf. The tax collector, that, yeah. That was, mm-hmm. 
the idea of cultural appropriation a Hispanic yes character. that white guys t- yeah. can't tell hispanic stories or actors yeah. can't play Hispanic yeah. characters whatever well at least in this in this one it was he was half he was half mm-hmm. hispanic half uh, or half mexican half american or half white whatever the fuck you want to say it. yeah our show um, incorruptible he was full-blooded mexican raised by american parents and shit but yeah and my opinion on that is and i don't want to get controversial but anybody can tell anybody's story it's not anybody's yeah, story to tell unless it's like that's what a, storytellers do. Yeah, that's story. part of the value of writing is yeah. getting in other people's yeah. heads and, and understanding them. And if you get it wrong, you get it wrong. They're... I mean, yeah, to me, you, you know, and that's right. You might that, not be able to be 100% authentic, you know. That goes both ways. Can. Yeah. You yeah. can be not white and, and write somebody who's a white character and maybe not yeah. get it right, too. But I mean, you can be white and, and every white person and get it wrong anyway. And black and write black people and get it wrong. Yeah. Right. And I don't want to be like insensitive. I understand in terms of like, Certainly. If I were to get it wrong, <laughs> there's a little bit more that's fair behind that. Yeah, Absolutely. I get that. But um, yeah. anyway, that wasn't really what it was. It was just that it's hard to cast um, a, a movie when you've got like the main person in the movie is is which is, is not sad. White. Which is sad you know? because yeah, there's so many. I don't know why articles I'll read about netflix etc these buyers looking for that yeah. demographic yeah, because that's the fastest growing demographic and yeah yeah and, and i'm sure there are some companies that would take it i mean i i have um mm-hmm. there is a producer attached to it right now mm-hmm. uh, and we got a young mexican director who's awesome um so we're we're trying to cast it but i have kind of learned that that is true i mean we're pretty much we've gone to like a handful and you only got a few left that can bank a movie you know, yeah, and it's I, this ridiculous bottleneck where everyone yeah. you bring up all these amazing actors in here, that. they're not a meaningful attachment. They don't move the needle and shit. Yeah, and you're like, mm-hmm. what yeah. are we doing here? And not only right. that, it's always changing too. It's like literally every fucking week, there's a new list, and somebody mm. might not be on it. Anymore, right. You mm-hmm. know. So, I, I do understand it, but anyway, we that need was a, really you know Benicio del Toro type, you know, instead of yeah. like you know it moves past. Yeah, the, but uh, like, original there's only so many days in a year for each of these guys. Right, and if it's a bankable yes. Hispanic actor, those guys right. are working. They're bank. You know? They're booked out yeah. for three years. Right, and they're working mm-hmm. on like mm-hmm. actual movies with actual money. Right? right, so why should they do your movie with right. no fucking money behind it? Right, the only yep. thing that's going to get them to do it is that it's more lines or it's a subject matter they care about or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like all these producers squeak through on that who are part. chasing that brass ring, golden calf attachment or whatever would be much better off trying to find new innovative ways to market an unknown star or something mm-hmm. and build a star first trying to just lazily fucking plug in whatever right. star that's going to have yeah. overseas uh priest foreign pre-sales and shit to help you fund your stupid movie yeah or, you know yeah like we did with gall right <laughs> exactly oh, has a great hispanic accent if he turns it on and, uh, <laughs> in our case obviously <laughs> i'm saying for his game. right um, um oh what was that anyway, going to pros yeah so I, that was disappointing right um sort of languishing i even got it to a, a a really good company i may have even told you about this jason that like i did a bunch of work on trying to retrofit that into uh a limited series mm-hmm. right um did a ton of work on that and they i just one day like literally my manager called me i was like hey they're passing i was like i didn't even fucking know they could do that at this point you know, yeah. like, but we hadn't signed anything. So anyway, extremely disappointed. I was like, I'm done with this fucking shit. But I had done that outline, right? It was like a 20 page outline uh, for, you know, an eight episode series. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm just going to write a novel then, you know, and I'm going to use it as my outline. And so, yeah, I've been doing that. I'm about like 50 pages in. I, I plan on about 250. Dude, I would read the fuck out of an yeah, Adam Barker totally, novel. Totally, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I but think the it's big problem good. is no one fucking reads. That's our thing, yeah. you know, because I, 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 I tend to prefer yeah. prose overall. But, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, would be much more likely to I think me too. Yeah, I can't remember the last thing I read. It was probably Cormac McCarthy, but. It's just um, tough to find the time, man. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's also tough in terms of motivation because, like, I have, I have the we're just going down on a tangent but like i have the the the, the novel i'm working on from the outline for the limited series from the feature and i have the feature with a producer with a director attached and they're like currently and i'm like well if that goes then i don't even know if i yeah. can finish the novel i don't even know yeah, actually i mean i got pretty might... deep into a mechanicsville novelization we've done that yeah. with that old script heart that first broke us in kind of and it's like i remember that it's just 
that's what sucks. It almost makes you want to just leave the business altogether. Yeah. But you always got one foot in, and it's just when I went yeah. out, they pull me back in. They do. You get this yeah, movie with really Niro going and shit, and you're like, yeah. I was ready yeah. to check out. That's yeah. definitely going to force your hand, you know, to yeah. some degree. Yeah. Before Watch Me in the River, like, actually went – um I, yeah, I was working on that novel and i was like you know what i i love this i love like actually sitting down and just writing and i and i'm not working on five fucking different things at a time in a format that i feel like doesn't give anything back to me in a way mm-hmm. you know and i was like i feel like we could move back home like back to kentucky and i could be happy writing Look, like one novel cheaper. A year. yeah mm-hmm. or whatever making a little bit uh, of money and i think i could be good at it anyway so but then and then so like watch me the river goes <laughs> i'm like okay I yeah. guess I got to write a new script. Yeah, see how it plays out. Yeah. Finish. Yeah. There's no yeah. reason you can't do both, alternate and stuff. Yeah. You know, you know yeah, the real pimp move is you one go feeds to those, the other. You go to those people who are attached. They have a contract and everything, or are they just yeah. shopping agreement? Or you? It's a shopping agreement. Yeah. I wish it was something. But yo, I'm writing a novel, y'all. Use that yeah. as to motivate them to get yeah. it made. Because you know what? If this shit yeah. lapses, I'm not going forward with it. So there's going to be no more free options or any of this shit. Yeah. I'm going to write yeah, a novel. I mean, I'm sure at the end of the day, they'll probably go to like, you know, five more actors, mm-hmm. and at that point, the I mean, like, COVID's a good excuse tried, you know, yeah, to say sure. we failed yeah. and shit. But uh, that's true. That's true. And uh, you know, maybe the novel will have some success, and then you go make the film anyway. Mm-hmm. And now you got both. You know. Well, that was my thinking on is like I I don't think it will happen, and I think it needs that IP for mm-hmm. it to for something like that, like a challenge, something mm-hmm. challenging to to get going. So we tell yeah. Ryan, we told a bunch of people, shit. You know, uh, baby teeth. Zoe, how do you say oh, her name? Stage, uh, Z- I don't even know how to pronounce it. So, 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 Sohei or yes, um, something like that. Yes. Yeah, but no, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, like, she started writing. I was and, one of the first people who were like, "You should just because always complaining really? about Hollywood, how unfair it is, and this and that." And I'm like, "Go write a novel." Dude, like that's fucking people. worked out. That yeah, exactly. Out for her. She's on her third novel with a publisher now. Has made tons of lists and fucking. Yeah. I mean. And now it to comes me, with its own set of headaches. That's kind but. of the dream to me, right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. you get so. on one thing, and you know that it's gonna, it will be published. I guess if you have a deal, you know, mm-hmm. which is cool. And, and you just don't know that when you sit down to to write a new script. And there's just it's not this actor said some crazy shit or got canceled or whatever. And this and that, yeah. and the director right. and this all and these and dependencies. Like, yeah. Wrote it. That's it. And if you mm-hmm. make a name all on the one logistics, novel, yeah, she could at this point start self-publishing probably. Yeah, have her I own mean, audience. To, speaking on the subject man. of autonomy, which is yes. right, like what Nate was talking right. about. That, that's what that is to me. Yeah, yeah. it's like you, you get to be autonomous. Then doesn't there's no budget. You can write whatever the fuck you Anything want, you and want it's write. and you make you force the reader to use their imagination and flex that yeah. muscle. And, and the value of it doesn't depend on the results. Like it doesn't depend on what someone else does with it or what. Like yeah. the, like like you guys said, you can just publish it yourself. It's straight from your fingers to someone else's mind. Now you know? it's to no one's yeah. not mind. No, no one knows it, about but, it. Right, exactly. Just, unless you mark it, <laughs> yeah, like out of it. Rob. Yeah. Right. But so. but you can take that. It can be a PDF, and you can send it to someone and mm. say, "This is what I'm doing." You ever yeah. read Martin Eden by Jack London? That's one of our all-time favorite books. Where Martin no. Eden is semi-autobiographical. So Jack London, this young writer, former merchant marine type dude. And he's just struggling writing and working in laundry presses and shit in like turn of the century Oakland. And it sucks and it's oppressive and it's about capitalism. You probably love this book, actually. And he finally breaks through with this book. And then all the shit that had been rejected a thousand times by every publisher, everybody wanted and that's yeah. the thing too we always hope for like with us oh if it's not jack then something else will break through and eventually yeah. we'll find our audience and then that's there'll what be Malcolm all this Spellman shit told me man was, waiting for um, them yeah. yeah back when we were at the same management company i think my manager at the time i had him call me because he knew i was like disgruntled and not happy there mm-hmm. like he, and so he did and we talked about like this thing i was working on and anyway he told me like keep writing what you want to write and because he was saying he'd been through it and he had written stuff and his managers were like, we're not sending it out. He was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like how much time Same. I spent on this? Mm-hmm. We're not even going to send it. And I remember thinking like, why the fuck didn't you just leave, go somewhere else? But it, you know, he said he just kept writing stuff and eventually something, something hit. And all those scripts they said weren't good enough to send out. People were asking for them yes. now. And he said that he can create more opportunities with the things that didn't work you right. know, before. Yep. And so, in the book, he was so 
bitter about it. He would call it work performed. Work performed. All these fuckers yes. want is work Jay performed. I've already done it. The they don't want the next thing even or whatever. Now the book ends with him. I fucking I don't even want to blow it. Read it, man. It's a good book. I mean, yeah. I was gonna say it's probably not. It's not what he hoped it would be in the end. And yeah, it it's an all time right? great ending, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's like the existential problem. Is the thing that you always wanted was the thing you never needed, or yeah. attaining the thing you wanted and realizing it wasn't shit. Yeah. yeah, you wanted the wrong thing all well, along. And you and you and you wasted so much time, so much of your life and years. Exactly. And, A lot of fighters even yeah. talk about getting the belt, and then they're like, "Okay, I just woke up the next day. It's like turning forty. Right. It's the same shit. Yeah. Like, what yeah. now?" Yeah, I'm know? sure you guys experienced this, this but yeah, I, I definitely felt that with watching the river. Like, I got, I literally got got the the notification on my phone. Like, you you got a transfer or whatever to your bank, you know. And I go look at. I was on the phone with my attorney. We were talking about like when the fuck are they gonna are they gonna send anything? <laughs> we don't even know. Nice. And I was dude, like, hold dude. on, <laughs> put you on speaker, look through there. I was like, holy fucking shit, just hit. That's the most money I've ever seen in my life for sure. And I didn't. It didn't. It didn't mean anything really. I mean, at right. the end of the day, I mean, it's cool, you know. And the money's easy come, easy go. Relief bills, student loans, yeah. all yeah. this shit. It's spoken for almost anyway. Yeah. yeah. I'll hit cloud nine momentarily. It's fleeting, yeah. though, you know, and then yeah. it's. Like, and as a writer, you're say, like, how long do I got to make this last? Because who knows right. when the next payday exactly. is? Exactly. That was, yeah, that was exactly. all it was, was I was like, oh, this will make the next couple of years easier. For sure. Exactly. That, yeah. That's that how you got to look at it. Which is honestly. The yeah. welcome thing for sure. So. But you definitely, I mean, and you don't even know what it's supposed to be. There's no like expectation of what it's supposed right. to be, but it's never exactly the feeling that maybe you thought it would be. Right. You know? We're just a bunch of depressive motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. The same way. And hedonic. He's like, oh, yeah. I made the Oprah book club. Whatever. Yeah. One of the Santa Fe right. motherfuckers. I even told my wife, oh, I was shit. like, I know, I know it has to be annoying to be happy for someone who's not happy for themselves, you know, but. Dude, my wife deals with that all the time, probably. Yeah. I'm it so proud really of you. I'm so happy. Like, eh. I know I always get, are you excited? You know, because we have some big meeting or whatever, or, you know, we won oh, you know, a project. That ship sailed years ago. <laughs> I don't get excited, I guess. No. That ship sailed, hit an iceberg, oh. sank, fucking had a movie made yeah. about it. Fucking. In fact, yeah, like, I, I'll be like, man, I wish I didn't have to do this meeting. I don't want to have to. to right. It's, to yeah, it's more of like, are you serious? You. Right. Like, Sit on the 405. Yeah. That's another thing about being an novelist, man. All these meetings, all that bullshit just disappears. Yes. That's what I thought. Yeah. I mean, I've thought that like taking these general which by the way and i hope nobody watches is i fucking hate general meetings i hate them more than they're awful they're like dating I hate with anything. dudes I don't you don't hate anything, but i hate general meetings yeah, yeah. i hate them there's a little a part of, of it that i enjoyed because it was me and jay rolling around la and you know yeah, smoking like, cigarettes that's kind of fun yeah. and cool but yeah but there it's over you know the actual like pitch meetings yeah. or that was like it's the funny, misadventures yeah, was, of chris and jay shit more than yeah anything, yeah well because like so i'm up in santa barbara it's about an hour and a half drive to go down to la and and we're we're going on a year of the pandemic right of doing zoom meetings so about a year ago i literally took a meeting like the day before california was locked down i like drove down there and took we a meeting with an town. actor and everything uh, um but yeah it, and it was fine i mean i love driving around and and uh mm -hmm. but taking the zoom you would think zoom meetings would be better and they're not so, you know i'm just like yeah, then you, you don't get the experience of the kind of yeah just like making your way across la which often yeah. sucks but it's still when you're when it's these little you feel like, like a screenwriter adventure yeah yeah, you know, yeah i felt the like lots, I was, like, the lots are amazing time. the studio yeah. lots you know um yeah and then like you know between meetings you'll stop in a little a cafe right. or whatever and stuff yeah. that, that kind of shit's awesome it's almost yeah it was just it, it it feels like to me at least right now i'm like why are we even out here because we shouldn't be here i could do this yeah. from kentucky like we moved yeah. out here i had two years of taking meetings and stuff and now it's been a year of sitting at home which i can do anywhere you know that's kind of why we too wanted to chris and i i don't know if you've watched any of our podcasts or whatever we talk about this shit all the time is there a way oh, I, I think i don't know why i, I, I to one of them i, I wouldn't was. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i would our shit's the shit fuck all of you but the point being is there a way to usher in this era of the creative middle class can yeah. you make six can you make you know teacher money or whatever like your yeah. spouse that's doing this shit or does it have to be yeah. fucking rags or riches or feast yeah. or famine that's what sucks about being a screenwriter yeah. dude if i could I mean, do it's that always Kentucky, famine. man with like an actual fucking house with the yard and everything right um, make 60 grand or whatever it, it is it goes a lot further there if i can do yeah. that from, from there right. my wife still has her good job i mean i'd be happy i think we should all you be know? writing novels dude yeah, yeah but that's yeah like, it's probably the i was even thinking maybe if you that version of wash me in the river you made yeah you could have made for 20 grand you could sell it for 500 grand or some shit 
Yeah. But then it's like make another one, but it's, and then you're away from the wife and the wife has to have right to shoulder the whole burden with both the kids while you're out fucking making movies and shit. I know. No yeah. Money. Like I don't even think I could do it. Yeah. I couldn't even. Yeah, Cause when you make a movie like that, you're not getting paid to make it. That's no, and I'm like watching a, all these people on Instagram, right? Like all, and, and like I'm going down, like I'm I'm looking at the director's Instagram, and then he gets like tagged by someone else who's like a DP. So I'm like, okay, DP, I'm following him. <laughs> you know, I'm like going down through there, making a list of all the people involved in the movie or posting on mm-hmm. Instagram, and then I see them all go home, right? And it's over. They go home, and they all got kids. And I'm like, right. I don't think I could have done that. Like even if they offered to fly me out to Puerto Rico to be on set and be a writer on this movie, I think I would have turned it down. I got two two kids at home. I'm not right. And not, not only that. you don't want to leave the spouse in lurch with the kids and who knows what they got going on, but yeah, like I don't want her kids. to take up the, that, that slack and she's got her own job and everything. But also I just missed all that time with my kids. Which exactly. I, mean, I love. Like, don't get me wrong. I'll take a couple of days of solitude in the woods just to write or yeah. something, but I don't need weeks away from my kid. I love my no, kid. Yeah. It's the best no, thing in crazy. my shitty life. So, like other people sacrificing for your dream. Um, that's, that's one of the more difficult parts I think of like mm-hmm. having a big dream, you know, you don't want to take that load yeah what's up blue ruin <laughs> yeah <laughs> i have no idea how much time we have left but uh one thing i was going to say about the movie about specifically it. scenes and shit or anything because yeah. there's a lot to like and well, talk about yeah and and just generally um you know the the family war happening gave me this hatfield and mccoy vibe yeah. which yes. that like i remember going back to like huckleberry finn and shit i forget the names of the families but there was a hatfield and mccoy inspired you know, uh, yeah. feud going yeah. on. And I remember as a kid, just like we were talking about reading, like what school assigned you when you were young and stuff. Uh, and that, I remember that being really horrific to me. The idea of these families just like fucking mm-hmm. shooting each other up and it's stuff, just you dangerous know, just the backwoods and shit. Yeah. Of a world to live in, you know? Well, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a, this idea of, uh, what, uh, you're perpetuating a cycle yes. or whatever. Right. Yeah. So you yeah. fall into it as in, which can be like addiction or something like that too. Where right. It's, exactly. it's kind of an inherited disease or something like mm-hmm. that. And you have to break the pattern and no one ever does. Yeah. I think that's in the movie too. It's like in the yeah. end, yes, that kid exactly. like puts the gun down. He right? wants so to he, stop, but he's like, I, I have to kill you because, spoiler yeah. you know, because, uh, how do, can I trust that you won't come after me? You know? Yeah. 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 And it just continues for whatever. Justice and that's like sectarian violence, war, mm-hmm. tribalism, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Republicans, with yeah. the yeah. Democrats online and shit. It's all kind of the same thing. We break into these, groups and then you're like wait why why are we fighting yeah i understand why these factions right. are fighting but why the fuck kind of that uh joy and Noel. Point where like you didn't do anything to me and i didn't do anything to you but right. it's our shared the ceasefire right. christmas and world war one and shit yeah. like let's, let's yeah. stop for a minute what, what the and fuck you're right yeah like that, that goes right into politics where yeah you can talk to someone who's like on the other side and it's like i don't even know you you don't know me and like, if you don't bring up politics you're yeah yeah Yeah. just play video games and (laughs) oh you're a capitalist yeah i'm a montague what the fuck right but it's it's if you you, so bringing that that whole like reservoir of all the things that are associated with that baggage identity the way you identify Mm -hmm. yourself you know yeah but anyway yeah i mean in terms of blue ruin i mean yeah so i loved i love the backstory to it the way that they made it for sure Mm -hmm. and what they're able to do with that with the way that they made it is so impressive so well done but the like cinematography, that, the I mean, violence, almost, you know, the way yeah. the yeah. way the violence was handled was great, like pitch perfect for me. Yeah. And it never continues for too long. Like there are sections of the movie that feel almost like a different movie at times, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it, it starts to subvert the its its yes. own set up expectations, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but what sure, I like, yeah. I think most is like, I mean, the character is great. I don't think that dude speaks like for like 15, mm-hmm. 20 minutes. Or yeah. Something when he like finally that, does, he's know? talking to his sister. He's like, I haven't right. talked for a long time yeah <laughs> right yeah. and it sounded like yeah, yeah you know i hadn't thought i wonder yeah, if the actor, was, I'd love definitely to get sold it yeah if, more actors in here and shit as we grow yeah. the show and ask i could mm-hmm. do like that like did you not dude did you ever see child of god speaking of Cormac mccarthy yeah mm, yeah yeah scott hayes dude who the fuck <laughs> scott hayes bro dude that was incredible i love incredible that movie but it's like a movie too. it's That's like you can't recommend it to everybody well we make catch check again you know we can say we recommended it to the wrong people for sure recommended it and watch them watch it movie dude but dude that scott hayes guy you're talking about a performance but he yeah. This is what I'm getting at. He went and lived in caves for like three months before filming this shit. <laughs> for real? 
James that's Franco. Maybe, that could be a little overboard. I, did he make him? Or I, I felt I thought I. The dude just did it. Hayes just optional. Uh, you know, he the dude did it. Do it. Yeah, that's exactly. his character yes. work. Well, see, yes. James Franco well, and that Scott Hayes dude apparently met in some acting school, acting classes. And Franco said Scott Hayes was the baddest motherfucker he'd ever seen. He's like, I want to be like this guy, but he just got completely derailed by drugs and being insane. Oh, okay. Kind of a Klaus Kinski, wow. but a Klaus Kinski doesn't fit in this era and shit. You know what I mean? This okay. corporate era. Yeah. So the guy kind of just sort of got his shit together finally. And when uh, Franco got the rights to this Cormac McCarthy shit, Child of God, yeah. he went and checked in and the dude was good enough to go but still insane obviously because he went and lived in caves literally for like at least yeah. weeks I well, it worked out man that was good casting then because that, that's one of the best it sounds like the character ever yeah i'll put yeah. that dude in any movie i want to know what he's doing now for real? what he's yeah he's got that stank on him man. he's done some shit <laughs> i feel like he's been in like justified type shit you know shit like yeah that. i was gonna yeah. say i can't remember one thing that i've seen it usually i can at least like oh what's that thing that i i know i recognize but i don't recognize it nah. mm-hmm. Dude, i'm telling yeah. you scott hayes back bro. into the mists man yeah, yeah. went back to the cave and he had come right back out. yeah <laughs> he's living in the cave right now he's yeah, fucking yeah. some dead special needs girl <laughs> in <a> cave somewhere <laughs> uh, he's still method acting it's from the movie, you motherfuckers. Right. Cancel Frank. He's in oh, wait, Venom. Late. He Is was he? in Venom in 2018. Hey, maybe he's had a character. Yeah, well, actor career now. Playing. I mean, he is like a good-looking dude, so I could see him right. being in some more commercial stuff. But his you know top I mean? credit hey. is still Child of God. When this is the first thing that pops Probably up. Yes. He is the heavy. That dude's the truth. He could be Tom Hardy level. Untapped resource man. Fucking amazing. I don't know how I got on his nuts, but that kind of goes Something back to what I was talking about earlier about that making Blair. Find your making Blair. Find your Scott Hayes. Yes. Find your R. Michael Gall. Without it, yep. I don't advise trying to make a movie. If you don't got a yeah. killer actor who can carry that shit, yeah. it's going to suck, dude. That's what I was telling Nate. I was like, I, 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 I only plan to be in it because I don't know anybody else. right? Like, I'm not going right. to say like I'm a great actor, but I think I'm a good actor, and I think I could do it. But like, if there was somebody else who I thought was really good, and, and they would do it for cheap, I would, I'd go with them. You know? Well, and for you to go make your own thing and star in it, that's a whole different thing. That's yeah. a that's willing a movie into existence kind of yeah. shit, which yeah, that and there's a proud tradition of that level. even on a major level, level with the Eastwoods and the Costners and the you know I mean how many that's actors true. have got director best director Oscars William Wallace yeah as the role that didn't even get nominated yet he won for director which man know? I respect that so much because even the idea of it is is it's so much more scary being the person behind the camera directing yourself. Because I think like to have the balls to act on on a camera, like it can come from it helps a lot to have people behind the game, like believe in yes. you, right? Like, yes. well, this person chose me for the role. So yeah. I'm here and his belief in me allows me to believe in myself. But it's like, if well, you it's have you, to just carry like, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like, everybody Tommy Wiseau, says, like what represent. the fuck are we even here for, man? Yeah. Well, think about yeah. this shit. I wonder if I'm starting to formulate this theory, even in real time as we speak. What if directing yourself kind of helps create a stronger um mm. directing well, i don't know what i would say you do a better job well, directing good, because you, you believe in you the more credibility <laughs> not only that with but they actors. don't none of those movies call attention to the directing they're mm. all performers movies mm. they're really they're not doing tricky true. crazy shit with That's cameras true, there's no yeah. cgi's yeah. clint eastwood puts the shit in the spot yeah as the actors act mm-hmm tilt pan whip if you need to to another yeah. cleverly framed yeah. classically framed shot same with costner whatever that was a great thing it's about blue Ruin, and that it was shot like that shit. it didn't get in the way at all the the, yeah. the score was minimal it was just you were there in the scene right. you know? and i yeah. think a director is like i think of a nick reffin we're going to be doing drive tomorrow with our buddy mike morin episode oh, of the okay show. yeah that's a good one and i love yeah what nick raffin does but at the yeah, same it's time cool. i'm glad it's out there too yeah yeah it's definitely much more look at me i can direct look how awesome right. I am yeah yeah oftentimes you feel a, like they're trying to justify it right the justification exactly. for it's for by, being chosen or or getting money behind it you know for it's like contrived directed. actually you know when by definition yeah. it's every every yeah. decision you make that goes beyond like what's minimally economical and necessary is a bit of a contrivance you yeah know? our favorite yeah. shows usually michael haneke just stick the camera in a spot and let's see this yeah. shit unfold and but that is fun same. though sometimes you know <laughs> like it's, it's, it's still right like cool. to um like feeling the writer's hand in dialogue right like it was right. something feels forced or you feel like that's not that's not a character yeah. that's writer that's writer forcing something yes and you you can have the same thing the director's right hand, but when the, the director's, director's too busy acting whatever 
He's yeah. not doing that shit. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah, He's... you can't uh, get lost in that. It's so true. it's almost That's a thing point. to think about if you're directing. It's a good point. If you were to direct yourself, though, I'm saying, I bet your directing yeah. job would come out yeah. pretty good because it'd be pure, dude. It'd just be like, what's the information we need in the scene? Let's yeah. focus on performance, you know? Yeah. Which then be a bad, that's what it there. is. Yeah. All the camera movements and CGI, none of that shit matters at all. Yeah. Usually my issue with any of these movies is connecting with a character, giving a fuck yes. if they live or die or win or lose, yeah. you know? And I usually don't. That's my yeah. problem. Any movie comes along and makes me give a fuck about the character, I'm in. Well, and also having a writing background, that, that helps because you understand that. Like, really, the job, whether this, the film will succeed or not, number one, matters in the script stage right is it so on the script you're making yeah. people care about that character and you're doing all that mm -hmm. that that heavy lifting right there yeah. and the rest of the jobs really are just get the fuck out of the way get get out of the way of the script and let it let it but that's so the opposite of how they approach you know? it in Hollywood. yeah often yeah the script yeah, really tom shulman oscar winner just came on our podcast for dead poet society we somehow pulled off this yeah. little mini reunion yes, i watched a little bit of that too yeah. he Amazing said person. one of the things when he first was talking to peter weir about it well, actually, he said he was watching Witness with his wife. And he's like, man, if we could just get that fucking guy, the guy who directed Witness to direct my movie, that would be amazing. And then, like, got the call the next day or whatever, some shit. Oh, shit. That Peter Weir wanted to do it or something. Anyway, we were asking him, like, what did you learn from Peter Weir? Because he got to essentially shadow the guy. And he said on the first day, Peter Weir turned to him, at the writer, and said, why aren't you directing this? <laughs> and it's true because they won't let me that's why you're right yeah right my name's me. not big enough right yeah, but you can make that answer. movie on the cheap maybe without stars right you know what i'm saying true. it's like it's you're a right question. though i mean often it comes down to just belief in yourself and actually just and i did i did that on on uh on dig my blacklist script i i got to a point where i went through two directors and i said it's not it's never gonna fucking happen man it's been so long they, they've never they've gotten attached we had pierce brosnan attached at one point we had uh ian mcshane, ian attached McShane at one point. i remember oh, that shit McShane. legend yes. yeah and it didn't happen and these at least one of them was a good director and and i was like but they're never gonna care like you do yeah. where they're gonna scott cooper it and turn it into some other shit well actually the first director is a producer who was attached to it and i i went to him and i said you can have it back but with me directing he was like okay I'm like, really? <laughs> and then we went and met with an actor. And I was like, yeah, I'm the director. I've never made anything. He was like, fine, I don't care. Dude, they don't give a fuck. If they meet you and they yeah, think the you can handle it and you got yeah. the vision. Yeah, oh. there, and there's this belief that like, well, I haven't done it. Or I mean, I did have a short film. That actor didn't even watch the short film. You know, like it didn't care. It was like, it, it was more about the script for him. Yes. You know? So and like, I'll take yeah. that ride with this director who might turn out to be huge. And I was yeah. in his first move and helped break him in and yeah. I could get roles in all his movies. Look at the Coen yeah. brothers and they get that little stable of actors that have been with them since the beginning and shit. Right. You know? Right. It just comes down to, I mean, yeah. What's that budget? Making Blair is that for Jeremy Sonia. He's in green yeah. room. He's, you know, yeah. These guys yeah and everything. That's mm -hmm. true. Yeah. He got in at the ground floor, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You become yeah. this team and shit and you just keep making movies and keep getting paid yeah. to do it. Hopefully um, that's the yeah. hard part. There's so many little yeah. moments. If we are going to talk about blue ruin of just, yeah. I mean, first off the verisimilitude is huge to us. This realistic mm -hmm. shit. I don't want Charles Bronson out getting revenge and saying one liners and shit to dudes as he shoots yeah. him in the face. Or that's whatever. still fun though. It yeah. is fun. It is <laughs> yeah. fun. But, it can still work. Right. Yeah. yeah. But this thing works but it's because not this rarefied it, air. Yeah. Yeah. It knows that that's the expectation and it subverts it. Right. It's so right. much it more immersive. So much more immersive when you're yeah. like, this is how it feel if I did this shit. If someone killed my exactly. parents, and I wanted to get them. It'd be this messy yeah. and shitty, and yeah. But he's yeah, got to be. The ineptitude was great. He's a. It's almost always right. It's always the perfect guy for the job that happens to be the guy in the position to do the job, right? So it's like John McClane just happens mm -hmm. to be in the fucking exactly tower when it happens. Yeah. Right or like uh, Liam Neeson. With Liam it's, exactly. It's yeah, his it's fucking daughter that's taken. Of course, right. it's his. But yes. in this, it's in this kind of a pet peeve for me. Yeah yeah exactly and that's okay yeah. i guess if it's like there's a buy-in for the audience right they're like sure. well we want to see that but at least in yeah. this one it was like uh, John, what can John you Wade do different to set yourself apart 
from that's the, just to that. me always speaks to me yeah. and resonates with me versus yeah. the big i want to see the every man deal with it yeah yeah exactly. which is is super and not only that it creates all these comedic moments which are yes which are yes the, like the, saying, the, the ineptitude is is like yeah. part of the most continually fun just yes. hilarious yeah scrambling you're scrambling to oh shit uh -huh. i did this now i gotta do this because right. like, oh, fucking <laughs> yeah. just when you like leave the hospital in a gown type shit mm -hmm. like, you know, I love yeah scrambling. or like you the idea of like well i'm gonna do a badass thing all right i'm gonna stab this dude's tire but you've cut yourself yeah, now you process. need the car and, and then you, you need, need that car, car as a yes. getaway so now he's yeah. <laughs> thinking that he fucking sabotage it's great it is a comedy of errors in that regard and yeah. it's kind of like yeah it's the the error that kind of break with... the tr trigger lock and breaking the gun and stuff. yeah that, and and then that just goes back great. to broke the gun kind of what, what we talked with with nate was like does it make sense for the character to do the thing right like yes. does it makes sense at this moment and everything that this dude does it makes sense like you buy it you're like exactly. yeah of course mm -hmm. and he's almost like he, he comes across like childlike right he's like stunted in development so even when some of the things he does way. aren't that smart like he destroys the gun by trying to destroy the lock yeah you still yeah. get that that character would do it it's yeah perfect. yeah and it makes sense of and course it, he it actually kind of makes the character it's yeah. how you know who the character is by the fact that he would do it you know yeah mm -hmm. yeah and it makes you root for him more too. I mean, this guy, he doesn't know things that I don't know. Right. Like right. He's he, just not you kicking ass and taking names. And yeah, you he's... truly believe that he probably can't. So that one thing I love about it is just, again, the subversion where you think it was probably his kid killed or something, but the fact that the parents were killed. Yes. Yeah. And that really speaks to the generational thing where if I bomb a fucking wedding party with a drone, that I just created a terrorist or whatever. That's, true. Mm -hmm. That's essentially mm -hmm. kind of what's going on here. First. Mechanism. Yeah. yeah. You know, we were this normal family, like Charles Bronson, someone raped and killed my wife and kid. I'm going to go start getting revenge. I'm going to become this thing. Well, and that goes back to um, whatever the fa family feud or, or whatever idea, uh, the way that it's perpetuated generation to generation, that's probably exactly. going to be more like things happen to the older generation passed down to me, the expectations of what I should do about it. Um, well, like when, that first, when those first two brothers come to his house and he's like, did you come here for me or them? Did you come here for me or them? But yeah. it was already out because he'd hit him with a car or whatever. But it's like, <laughs> if it's just about me, we can just do this shit now. Yeah. Right. Kill each other. Right. And it's done. I just want to know the family is going to be all right. And you're not going to go after mm -hmm. these kids because you're right. scumbags yeah. that you would go after. And that's his fear, that's too. Awful. His fear is that. And, and, and he knows it's probably true. Right. right cuz that's what's been going on i guess in the in those two families for generations. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it is interesting though that it was created by like your dad was wrapped up in some shit. Your mom kind of got caught in the crosshairs, yeah. right? That's the big reveal essentially. We do spoilers here, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> but uh the most widely read book in the world, the Bible, been spoiled, right? Pretty spoiled. <laughs> People don't give a fuck. <laughs> so <laughs> But uh, that his dad was actually having an affair with the mom of the Wade family. So that's yeah. why the Wade yeah. dad killed him. But the Wade dad had terminal cancer. So the son took the blame for it. So the guy you've been wanting revenge on the whole time isn't even the He's right fucking gone. guy. And yeah. your dad was all yeah, caught like up denied, in some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Denied revenge. <laughs> I love that stuff. of it. That yeah. rings true. That usually it's misconceptions, preconceived mm -hmm. notions, people jumping the gun, acting emotionally. Yes. Yeah. And there's a lot of there's a lot of subversion you know, of, of those expectations, you know, mm -hmm. and, and there's so many layers that go down through it. Like you can just feel like at the script stage, this story was worked on for, for years, yeah. you know, like that, that definitely all, all those layers and those moments, like, like even the moment where like the kid is in the limo. Right. And, and like you said, comedy of errors. Right. So he not only did, he almost fucking died because he tried to do something he's, he's not prepared to do. Mm -hmm. Right. The guy almost killed him that's what it takes for him to actually get the revenge because he wasn't going to do it unless the guy tried to kill him right because like, he fucked it up in the first place then he drops his keys which he doesn't know about then he comes out and tries right, to that was great. stab the, and and cuts his hand well now he doesn't have the keys now he needs the fucking car that he just fucked up like an idiot now he's driving away and there's a kid in the back right yes, yes. And, but then it's that kid who who delivers that setup of information Beautiful. right mm -hmm. like it's a great that, fucking just, movie yeah and this and is that, a great movie yeah. you can make for do you know what the budget was like what did they crowdfund? How much they paid for out of pocket? For some reason, I thought it was eight hundred thousand, but I just read that it was three hundred. So I don't know. I don't know if there's conflicting information or if I saw. And I swear to God, I feel like three is cheaper. Call me an right. asshole on this front. Yeah, I know people are like, you're unrealistic because yeah. you shoot it on an iPhone or whatever. Honestly, yeah. it says four hundred twenty. Ain't bad. It says four hundred twenty thousand on IMDb. Okay. Uh, opening weekend, 32,000. That's the thing. All of my Gross favorite US movies lost money. 
Right. <laughs> That's kind of when you know you're fucked in Hollywood. All they made money movies, worldwide. Money. Least, but, <laughs> but I would yeah. say, that, you know, they probably sold it, though. So who knows how much they yeah. sold it to uh, sure. the distributor for. They probably made their money back. They, I don't know yeah. if they did. And you're paid it, to make it. The money, probably not the distributors. The budget, yeah. But I bet they um, at least sold that for a million, you know? Yeah. Oh, worldwide, yeah. they 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 were in the black. But uh, but yeah, the open, yeah. the U.S., they, they wouldn't have made the well, money Sometimes back like you'll take that movie to Sundance cr- or Cannes. I think they crushed it can or some shit. Once yeah. award, then they won an Indie Spirit Award mm. with this. And then it's like, it takes one oh, now we then, yeah. hit the festival circuit. We can sell this yeah. movie for yeah. shit. Sundance. Look at this. Malcolm and Marie or whatever sold for like 30 million at Sundance. It's like two million. Wow. Talking. What do they make that for? And then they sell yeah. it to Netflix for who knows how much. And it's crazy. Wow. Uh, okay. That- yeah. I know that like Andy Sandberg comedy, it was like Groundhog Day essentially for a new generation that sold for whatever. It was a record, whatever the record was. So yeah. I remember I Nate Parker's like or- Birth of a Nation was like 8 million one year, which was the record. And they just keep going up and up now. Okay. It's like yeah, baseball say, free agency in the 90s million. and shit, you know. But, yeah, uh, but yeah, that's I think it is awesome now. broader. Right. Let's hope one of us is next. <laughs> <laughs> We're fucked. We're so out of the industry. That's kind of why we made Jack 2, to just so we yeah. could divorce ourselves. Like, no one's going to hire us. We're done. <laughs>